Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do a review. Stick it up uh, when I finish a book, yeah, I do the review. Stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Um, I can't believe I've done that intro like 394 times now, whatever it is. And oh, I still, it's so close yeah, up. With- oh, yeah, we're actually pretty close to four. episode 400 Ooh. will be coming up in the next few months. Um so yeah, uh, send anyone listening, send in some uh, suggestions of if there's anything special that you want us to talk about on episode number 400. Um, we, we will get to it, because normally every 50 episodes we do like a special episode. Anyway, of course, you've heard the voice already. Juliana is with me. Say hi. Hi, everyone. And uh, Juliana is, uh, didn't read the book that I'm going to be reviewing. Again. Again. But the next book that we get to, we will read and review together, because we're going to get to the, uh, yes. the Record of the Spaceborne Few, which is the third Wayfarers book by... Becky Chambers. Becky Chambers, yes. Yes. That's right. And I'm currently reading it. Yes. I haven't started it yet. I will get Which to it. Which is better, because Why? it's 400 pages, so I need to get ahead Yeah, but it. I'm not... I'm actually also... List, I'm going to be reading this as an e-book, not just listening to it as an audio book, so... Yeah, uh, but you're reading faster than... Probably. Uh, probably. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the book that we're t- going to talk about today is uh, a book called The Light Brigade by Cameron Hurley. And... Uh, the, uh, I read a, a previous book by Cameron Hurl called The Stars Are Legion. Um, so we've gone from a legion to a brigade in this one. Okay. Um, from stars to light. It's quite funny how there's a light brigade and the stars are legion. Anyway, different, different, uh, different, different sources. Military of terms. Yes. So, um, so I, uh, I, I need to sneeze. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, I uh, look back to see what I gave um, Cameron Hurley's The Stars Are Legion when I uh, reviewed that back in 2017 and I gave it three stars and I'm like oh that's really weird because I have better memories of the book than, uh, than so the what rating I gave. in your head is better yeah. than the rating the in my head did. now based on memories of the reading experience are obviously better than what it is and I realised actually what I was so impressed with in that book is the world building and like a lot of the craziness in that book because it was um, someone had, someone actually uh, posted here on the Light Brigade review um, this this is how one tops lesbians in space by making it look easy and incredibly hard uh, someone one of my friends or one of my followers or friends on uh, Goodreads uh, posted that about this book The Light Brigade and lesbians in space is uh, the idea being um, that the the, the the world of the Stars of Legion is so crazy. It's just such a crazy thing that like the spaceships are organic and biological and there's a fleet of them and they battle among themselves. But the humans on the ships are used to, they give birth to replacement parts of the ships. It's all like this, you know, organic ecosystem thing. It's absolutely crazy. And the book is itself crazy. However, the writing didn't always hold up and the story and the characters. Anyway, I had some issues with the book, but the, the setting was crazy. And it's really weird for someone's first novel to be something so crazy. I have know. one question. What's that? What is crazy about lesbians in space? No, if you read if you read the Stars Are Legions, it's not just about lesbians in space. It's like the world that is set up that there's only female characters, and the, the the these female characters are impregnated by the ship itself to give birth to replacement parts of the ship. It's like that. If that doesn't sound weird to you, I'm not sure what other science fiction you're reading. Because when I was reading that, I was like, oh, that is that is some crazy. There's some crazy shit going on down in that book. Anyway. I think this is only crazy for a guy. Uh, um, if you read The Stars of Legion, I'm sure you'll find some crazy shit in there which you're not quite... Like, is, is a bit uh, unexpected. Let me put it that way. Okay. So, 
when you start reading the follow-up novel to that book, which is The Light Brigade, which kind is of comes it like out, a follow-up in like a no, series. No, it's, it's the follow-up it... from the same author that I'm saying. So oh, okay. you've written a book yeah. which was um, nominated for Hugo's or whatever. I'm sure it probably. Was. I'm not. I can't remember what the the stars are legion, but you know, it probably had um, literary awards, Goodreads Choice uh, nominee award. Uh, for science fiction in 2017. So there's there's probably, there's, you know, it, it feels like a book which is, as a, a first novel, massively ambitious. You just got to go, well, I'll give it to you for ambition in this okay. case. So when you follow that up, um, I, and I saw, oh, Cameron Hurley, that is definitely, I saw this book come through on, on Goodreads. On my, oh, no, is no, it was a new a, one? Yeah, this, is, this book came out like 10 days ago or something like that. Published wow. March, okay. no, March 19th. Uh, okay. So, yeah, okay, so it's, you know, three weeks old or whatever. Yes. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so it, this book came out and I saw it, it was, you know, Audible was like, hey, you would probably like this. And, uh, and Goodreads was like, hey, this is a book which is, you know, other people they are reading. They know you quite well. Well, it's not that you know me quite well, but like, <laughs> here's a book, a book by an author who I've read before and enjoyed before and then it comes up they're gonna it's you know it's a new book that comes out there's gonna be some kind of promo push for this book sure and um so it's a this is uh it says from the Hugo Award winning author of the Stars of Legion comes a brand new science fiction thriller about a futuristic war in which soldiers are broken down into light in order to get them to the front lines on Mars and you're like oh Okay, what? interesting. Broken down into light. Uh, they said the war would turn us into light. I wanted to be counted among the heroes who gave us this better world. Um, anyway, so I didn't read very much about this thing, but I was like, okay, Light Brigade, these are the people who were set, turned into light. You know, in, in the whole idea of like, you know, in, in Star Trek, you get beamed from one planet to another. You're just sort of like, oh, you can, uh, well, not from one planet to another, but from the spaceship, you know, yeah, yeah, beam yeah. me up, Scotty. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> what if you had a brigade of people who you could beam to different places to fight a war for you? Okay. All right. So here's the thing. Uh, lots of times when I when I review a book, people say you go into the book with what you think the book is going to be about, and then yes. it turns it out to be something different. And sometimes that's a real disappointment. Yes. For example, the calculating stars. Yeah. The books, what the opening few chapters of that book were, set up a book which I was like, oh, this is going to be an amazing book. It's like a retelling of the space race, but with women involved, and it's going to be fantastic. And it turned out to be a pile of shit, even though it's going to win the Hugo Award this year by far, like easily win the Hugo Award. It yeah. wasn't the book that I was expecting based on the blurb and the first chapter. and the first few chapters. Okay. But there's other books which you start reading. You're like, oh, I'm not actually the book that we I talked about last time out, the Many Colored Land, the, the Pliocene Exiles. Like I say, the, oh, the right. start of the book sets yeah. you up, and you're like, oh, an adventure where they go through into a different time, and then they set up a world there and have adventures, and then they get through, and it's sort of like, oh no, uh, there's some aliens there, and everyone's got <laughs> mental powers, and it's a fantasy book, and you're like, oh, okay, wasn't what I was expecting for the start of this, but then the whole series is that, you know. Yes. So once you get past that. Yeah. It's then if what you're expecting is sort of like a um, a Pliocene exile uh, fantasy, fantasy. St more fantasy story stuff yeah. with politics and superpowers, you're like, all oh, right, okay, that can be good too. Yeah. Which is fine. Totally. Totally fine. So this book starts off and it's sort of like, okay, futuristic war. And you're like, okay. And it, and it just starts off and they go straight into um, the Forever War. She just goes, okay, I'm going to do my version of the Forever War. And on all these other science, military science fiction books where, you, where someone signs up into the, into the uh, army 
and they start going through training and training is very brutal and you meet their squad members and yep. you and they do this and they do that and they get shouted down and it's brutal and things and then there's a training exercise and somebody will always die during one of the training exercises to show how dangerous it just even the training is yes. and then they go into battle and some of them die and some of them don't make it back and then this person goes on various missions throughout the book which is a very well well worked out formula from the forever war ender's game has elements of yes. that in it edge um, of tomorrow uh, like well edge of tomorrow yeah it's similar but that's time travel so that's not yes. quite what it is but well um, it, it, the part of where we see from yeah. the guy's point of view but the yeah. other people are doing training yeah, to go into to, war to, to go into right? war and we um, see people yeah you, you, there's lots of there's actually just lots of war movies which is this as well like you yeah. go to the training camp you get up and then you, yeah. the, the the unit bonds together and you get to know the history of the different characters yes. and all that kind of stuff um, also Old Man's War by is it John Scalzi or something um, again very very knowingly in this tradition okay. of military science fiction someone signs up to join a squad or join a battle and things like this now this is even more so in uh, in the in the vein of starship troopers and it's very very this book is very knowingly playing off of the the themes and the ideas and the, even the storylines in starship troopers okay. there's this part have you seen the movie or the, yeah, the, we the watched okay it. but one of the big parts of that is that the um, that the the bugs uh, drop a uh, an asteroid or they blow up a city is it I can't remember what city it is but it's like in um, uh, it, it, South America maybe I should actually just have a look here but the the inciting um, incident is that they drop a city they drop a bomb on a city in Costa Rica or something like that I can't even remember uh, exactly what it is was that the plot um uh, yeah, his name is Rico because oh yeah. So after graduating from high school in Buenos Aires, Johnny Rico, uh, and then the I think Buenos Aires is then wiped out. Yeah, in, that was in, it. Yeah, so there's it, an incident where the enemy destroys something on the home planet, and it and that all like, makes right. lots of people like saying like very patriotically saying like I joined the military and I'm gonna. And in this case, it's Buenos Aires. I think actually yeah. in the in the, in the novel, it's else? a it's a different one. I think the the plot summary. Um, so I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but there's another city. Oh no, that's actually Buenos Aires as well. Now in this book, it's not Buenos Aires that is is destroyed. It's Sao Paulo. So you know, the, not not Argentina, but just up the coast Brazil. a bit in Brazil. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Sao Paulo is destroyed, and he's like, all right, the Martians destroyed Sao Paulo. Um, so now I'm going to sign up because all my family died there. Everyone I ever cared about died there in yeah. Sao Paulo, okay. and I'm going to join up. Just one question for me What's to understand that? this. Yeah. Is this playing in the same universe than the other book? No, no. No, no. It's completely, it's this is completely different. A second the, book uh, from the, the same author, but completely different. different. Yeah. Com okay. Utterly different, which okay. is so great to see someone have a successful first novel and then they're not like, uh, and the publisher's like, we need another novel. And they're and like, all right, okay. This book again, two, but slightly book different. Three, yes. And you're like, all right, okay. I don't need, actually, it turns out I didn't need a follow up to Nine Fox Gambit. It turns out I'd rather that author just do something else. And yeah. in this case, an author has just done something else so this is okay. what the book starts off okay. and I was going into this and I was like hey this is a, like a, the same formulation of this like mm -hmm. not Buenos Aires destroyed but Sao Paulo destroyed yeah. and lots of similar ideas like you know you do the training all this different kind of stuff yeah. also very much like Starship Troopers like to be, get citizenship you have to be and to get voting rights in the same uh, way that you have to be right. a soldier or one way to earn citizenship is, is to, to do that is to be yeah. a soldier and there's other ways to get so you get these different layers of um, 
um, society uh, and everything is owned by corporations and the corporations can give you residency or they can give you citizenship and yeah. if you don't have anything like that you're just you know you're living in the slums and you work your way up you know in these different levels and if you don't do it you're setting up so your your kids in the, your, your offspring and then they'll get to the next level yeah. and then their children will get to the next level and stuff yes. like that so a lot of uh, and this is a great in a way that the, the setting being everything owned by corporations and there's like seven or six or seven big corporations which kind of divides up the world between them yeah and they're all uh, and the corporations are kind of working together but also kind of against each other mm. but you know and you can switch from different you know between different corporations and these corporations control everything there's even talking about like it, it kind of looks back to earth history and say oh it actually for some people like <clears throat> how much the, the the media is controlled is like people living in North Korea and it, and it mentions different things and the whole world is set up in this way and it's very kind of like corporate and it's kind of almost like a satire on what uh, what we have now okay like if you were to write a satire about how bad the world would be under corporate ownership okay. uh, 100% corporate ownership that's what this book would be <laughs> so uh, we yeah. are on our planet yes in the future in our future in like a kind of dystopian kind of way. Um, Not kind of, extreme dystopia. Extreme dystopia, okay, yeah. okay. And then uh, and then it plays off uh, people going off the earth to earn themselves citizenship? Well, you, you can, one way to earn citizenship is to join the army right. and to fight for, you know, fight out for the cause. Out of space, like somewhere out in outer space. Well, no, because no. actually not a lot, even though the, 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 the enemy is Mars and they do get sent to Mars, mm -hmm. there's actually... Um, Weirdly, the northern hemisphere of the Earth has been kind of like uh, wiped out by nuclear fallout or something. Aww. But then the Martians have come up with some technology to be able to live with radiation, to be able so to clean up radiation. Yeah, so actually what happens is there's a faction from Mars who comes back to Earth and colonizes North America. Okay. And so when they're fighting against Mars, you know, I'm doing uh, scare quotes here, uh, it, it's not just against Mars. They're actually going to North America from South America yeah. to find them, things like that. Okay. So anyway... So this is the setup for the book, and if this what if this is what the book was, because this is what the book promised by the you know that start of the blurb and yeah. things like that. This is a light brigade. They get transported by being beamed somewhere yeah. um, by some technology, mysterious technology, what hand wavium technology, and what? hand wavium. What's that? Oh, do you not know that? It's a science fiction term. No, where, never heard it. Okay, so if there's some technology um, where you don't want to actually explain how it works, you can just kind of go, oh, something like. Oh, you know, oh, it's, no, a, it's, a, it's a thing. Yeah, hand motions, hand wavium. Uh, let me quickly do okay. a Google search That's for very hand. It sounds like a, a periodic element. Hand wavium um, <laughs> it is a, a urban dictionary. Oh, no, let's just look on. Uh, uh, yes, it's a, a hand wavium. Um, Oh, it doesn't actually say anything. Any th any hypothetical but unobtainable material with desired engineering properties. Yes, okay. a hand wavium is sort of like so we we get this thing, we get some unob unobtainium, and we get some hand wavium, and we put them together, and we create a um, turbo encabulator okay. or whatever it is. I see. So they don't know where they got it from. They have yeah. it and they use it. I I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying they're using a device. Anyway, it is not very well explained technology. And also within this within the book itself. 
obviously not very well understood as oh, well. It's okay. like it's kind of like dangerous technology that uh, if you get sent somewhere, maybe you'll just arrive in something else, or maybe your arm would just be coming out of oh, your no. chest and stuff oh, like no. that. And oh my god, this book! I forgot to mention this book is grim. This oh, book is, is really grim, oh. and there is a lot of body horror in this book. Uh. Not just about this, but you know, like where, when you get into gunfights and knife fights and mm. and explosions going off, and there's all kinds of stuff like that. People there's lots of people. Apart. There's so many people being covered in blood and brains of other people. This mm. book, oh my god, is grim. Nightmare but, kind of stuff? Was that? Nightmare? I did have images in my head when falling asleep listening to this book and waking up going, oh, this is a bit weird. You know, mm. like, uh, you know, you talk, you talk to me about playing computer, violent computer games. Like, I had more uh, reaction to the, the images in this book than I would do with, like, playing a computer game about the same kind of okay. thing. Because the way it's written is very visceral. Because it's like, it's like uh, it, it, the way it's described is more... Uh, I know, more visceral. It's like more dangerous. Do you think it has also than... something to do with it being read to you and you're not mm. reading it yourself? Uh, yeah, but maybe. You know, it's it not about trickles me reading in your, it. in your brain. Yeah, yeah and... it is trickling through. I'm just saying that the imagery in this book is, like, again, grim and uh, oh, okay. horrific yeah, and okay, things like so that. Okay, so not for me. Um, well, here's the thing. Uh, a lot of the time, again, I don't want to give very much away, but what always helps in this way is contrast. If there is some lightness, if there is some hope, if there is some anything which isn't grim in the book, yeah. that is uh, made a lot more a lot better like yes. a lot more strong like your reaction when after grim stuff happens and there's something good happens yeah. you're like oh that's in it's the highs are much higher if you put okay. through the grim stuff yeah. like but if it's just grim all the way through and at the end it's sort of like and then and then uh, grim 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 and it finishes grim 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 and you're like well that's that's just bad Too much news grim. Yeah. um and I don't want to give anything away story-wise, but the the last this is like a ten-hour audiobook. Yeah. That last the last twenty minutes of this audiobook yeah. is one of the most amazing reading experiences or like reading and listening experiences I've had. Like, yeah. like I wasn't in tears, but I was just like finishing off this book, just going like punching the air, like going, "Oh my goodness, this book is better!" And it was already really good, but the the payoff at the end is so so good. Um, You're tearing up right now. I'm tearing up. No, I'm not tearing up right now, but I'm just saying like it's so amazing to have something which is. Like, throughout the entire book, you think one thing, and then it turns out to be something else, and you're like, oh, I thought this was the grimmest thing in the world, and it turns out not to be the grimmest thing in the world. And that change can make a big, big difference. And again, I'm not going to give away what that is, okay. but like I say, a lot of grimness in this book. Well, throughout the reading experience, you yeah. know, I am here with you, yeah. right? And uh, the feedback that I got from you was yeah. that you were throughout super excited about this. Like, because you're saying, like, uh, this is one of those books where it treats you as the listener, as an intelligent person. Yes, very much so. Here's the thing. I haven't gotten to one of the main things in this book yet. Oh, really? Oh, no, let me, let me know, say another one. It started off and it wasn't clear that there were some ambiguities about the setup and things like that. Like about the history of where it's happening and what's going on and things like that. So it doesn't uh, state at the beginning, like... Like, uh, this is this character, this is this character, yeah, yeah. this is this person, yeah. stuff like that. Okay. I wasn't quite sure why. One of the interesting things that I didn't notice until somebody mentioned it in one of their reviews, um, um, and... Uh, 
Uh, I can't say, maybe I can't say uh, it's something like Dietz Dietz is the main character yeah. and Dietz is doing this and Dietz is doing that and they do this and then they they do that and uh, and and it took me a while and I was like oh it hasn't mentioned the gender of the main character yeah um weirdly enough I never thought she was anything other than female and it turns out she is because some of the different chapters were like which it was sort of meant to be unclear if this was the same person as someone else and for me, I just presumed it was. Okay. And also, the front cover of the book, um, if I actually just uh, find you the the image of the front cover of the book, and I think this is this is one of those things that I wish I'd kind of gone into it. Like, this, this character on the front cover of this book is, for me, a woman. It's a female figure. You know, a female science fiction future soldier. Yeah, because she has an ass. <laughs> And, and just the slimness of it. Like, if, if that was a future soldier yeah. who was a man, it would be around, like, bulk and muscle mass and strength yeah. and power. And because it's a woman, First it isn't. First, I thought it's an alien, though. Um, right, sure. It could be a Martian, actually, because they do mention that the Martians are kind of long and thin as well. But uh, To me, it, it took me... Like, you telling me that this is a woman... Okay, and you wouldn't have noticed. Anyway, I'm just saying that when the book starts... It, in seemed, your head it, was... it seemed to me clear, even though she had a girlfriend and it wasn't entirely sure. Like someone says, oh, a girlfriend. And, and I was like, oh, maybe it was about the performance of the book. Yeah, it could have been that there was a female narrator, like a woman was narrating it okay. and putting a spin on it that when she mentioned that she had a girlfriend, someone was like, oh, interesting. So you're like, you know, you're gay or bisexual or something. For me, that seemed to be just in the text of the book in a way that it obviously wasn't because I looked through some of these other reviews and lots of other people were like, oh, yeah, it was like three quarters of the way through the book when it was revealed that she was a woman and I was like oh I for some reason it was like chapter three where I was like noticed that the gender hadn't been explicitly revealed yes, yes okay and yet at the so, same but it time it plays very much out uh, yeah. of people's stereotypical expectations yes a girlfriend gets mentioned of yeah. course it's a guy yeah but f for some reason even by then I'd kind of worked out that I was like oh okay we've already oh, maybe it was because the previous book and I had lesbians in space in my head that like just like a, a relationship with a woman Anyway, so there's, there's another thing. We've got 20 minutes into this review, and I haven't revealed one of the crazy things which I was not expecting about this book okay. at all. Really? Yeah. It, it already sounded very uh, if this, special. If this was just the book, if it was just this story about this character going through and going on this battle or something like yeah. that, it would have been a good book. It would have been a war movie, uh, a it, war it book. It would have been a war book. Yes. But what happens is that when she gets turned into light and sent somewhere, she arrives and then gets sent back. She is. She isn't. The, the the continuity mismatches. Oops. So what happens? She goes on one mission and she, she gets sent on a mission. Arrives on a different mission and she's like, "Where are we?" And they're like, "Oh, we're on you know something somewhere Canada, or whatever." And she's like, "Oh, well, what are we doing here?" And then she gets sent back and she doesn't come back with those people. So that so she's actually traveling through time to different missions. <laughs> Because because okay. she, she's going she's being transported at the speed of light yeah. but she's got mass and anyway there's some again more sort of like and uh, wavy, like something is something, something is weird which is making her become unstuck in time Ooh. now can she control it n no because she doesn't she because she's like <laughs> yeah. just part of a, 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 a weird you know it's a weird experimental thing so she doesn't understand what's happening yeah 
and and the people don't realize what's happening. Like the 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 people in so charge. So he arrives, of this. and then people think like, "Why are you acting weird?" Yeah, and they're like, okay. it's "Like, put your why is your armor not very? You know, you, why is your armor all scuffed up?" And she's come from later on in the war with yeah. which, with armor which has been through many battles. Of course. And she comes back, and then she one of the times she as she gets um as she as they're beaming her up at the end of the mission, someone next to her gets shot, and she gets covered in the blood of someone, and then arrives back, and they're like, "Who's who's that blood?" And then and she. And, she, and they're like, oh, this is, I don't know, come up with all the names, but this is Tony's blood. And they're like, but Tony died eight missions ago. And then they test the blood and find out it's fresh blood. And then they're like, oh, right, you know, and it's kind of confirmed. Okay. And so it turns out the Light Brigade isn't all the soldiers. The Light Brigade are the people who, when they come back from a mission, weird stuff has happened to them and they maybe they're out of time uh, and some yeah. of them just say oh I don't remember what happened and try and not do it because yeah. others are kind of then sent off for experimentation uh-huh. and things and they're kind of disappeared so she's trying to hide the fact that she has been traveling through time now the words I used which is unstuck in time hmm. is for me when I started reading this and I was like oh it's a war movie about someone going through horrific war and becoming unstuck in time this is also a very knowing treatment of um, Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut, hmm. which is like literally one of the main things about that book. If, hmm. if I actually just put, if I just type in un, unstuck in time and just put that in, uh, being unstuck in time in Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut, unstuck in time, Slaughterhouse Five, you know, like the, the phrase unstuck in time yeah. is from Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Slaughterhouse Five. Uh, we experience the journeys through Billy Billy Pilgrim, who becomes unstuck in time, you know, and hmm. he and he and he travels across Germany and gets to Dresden, and you know, he's in the firebombing of Dresden, yeah. like Kurt Vonnegut. If the same thing happened to Kurt Vonnegut, but yeah. Kurt Vonnegut didn't just want to retell the story yeah. like straight, so he told it with science fiction tropes about uh, Billy Pilgrim being unstuck in time and then going to different planets yeah. and all these different kind yeah. of like weird con- constructs that are in Billy Pilgrim's yeah. mind. Yeah. But being unstuck in, like, experiencing time wrong mm. was part, is a big part of, you know, Slaughterhouse Five. And Slaughterhouse Five is an amazing novel. And it's really interesting to someone to actually go, okay, I'm going to do Starship Troopers mixed with um, uh, Slaughterhouse Five, mixed with, like, all of these other military science fiction things going on yeah. at the same time. And. And I didn't know that's what it was going on. That's, I didn't understand that's what it was. I didn't know we were going to get time travel. Okay, so now, people listening to this now, what? if they read this book, they now know that it's not only... No, no, this is introduced pretty early. That they become, But the, there's the training montage at the start, yeah. which is just straight military science fiction training montage. Yeah. As soon as she goes on the first mission, it's wrong, and it's you understand what's happening. Okay. You know, They get okay. sent somewhere, and she's there, and her, her whole squad has disappeared, okay. and she's with a different squad, and we're like, where's these, where are these other guys? And they're like, oh, where are the people I went through training with? They're like, oh, I don't know, they never came back from the previous mission. They're like, what do you mean the previous mission? This is my first mission you know so i'm not giving that much away and all of the reviews and even the blurb actually gives this away but because i don't read the reviews or the blurb about the book the description of the book yeah um uh you know it's uh it's different oh maybe this blurb didn't anyway um you know, it, it actually the blurb actually says, "Is Dietz really experiencing the war differently?" So the whole point is that she's one of the weird people mm-hmm. who it's affected in a different way, and there is some okay. there is some being unstuck in time. And uh, anyway, then when I looked at this other thing, people have said, "Oh, it's this book mixed with this book." So Starship Troopers meets Edge of Tomorrow, yes. um, but it isn't. It's Starship Troopers meets 
the, slaughterhouse, the slaughterhouse Five, but also like lots of other lots books. Of other it's like this book, and there is a bit of Edge of Tomorrow. Is but this Edge like of a homage to all these books? No, it isn't, because it's better than a lot of these. Like it's, it's actually. It's done... taking the the themes from these books and makes a really good book out of it. it. Yes, but it's doing it again. It's so difficult to do time travel or to do military science fiction in a way that hasn't been done before. And all True. of them have gimmicks, like you know, like Ender's Game. It's military science fiction, but there's children and old man's watch. Like it's military science fiction, but there's old people, and you're like, okay, old people being signed up and given fresh new bodies and doing it. It's like it's that's the opposite of Ender's Game, you know. So all of yes. these books are are playing off the, one thing, the, not one thing, but like they're playing in the space they're playing with the tropes the themes the ideas of these previous science fiction yes. things and it's so great to have a book which does that in such a i wouldn't even say a fresh way but in such a competent way in a way which is surprising and like again i've not even gone it like i'm not spoiling things about this book i'm sort of give, i'm saying what the book is yeah but then actually what the characters go through and what the story is and the revelations and the twists like i can tell you that there's twists in this book But that's not going to spoil anything because there, there's so much going on in this book that there'll always be something. And normally I'm really like proud of myself. There was a previous book that I just read like a few episodes ago, The Quantum Magician. No, was it The Quantum Magician? Yeah. Okay. The Quantum Magician and The Tourist. I went into both of those books. Um, uh, no, was it The Tourist? Yeah. yeah that, the Tourist yeah. was the one where it said like yeah. it has lots of twists. And yeah, like, lots of twists and things. But that was written in a way which does not treat you stupidly. Yeah, The Tourist was the lowest rated average book that I've read on yes, on on Goodreads. And I gave it four and a half stars because that doesn't treat you stupidly at all. But oh God, you've got to go into that like being up to speed, like really up to speed on okay. knowing how to read um time travel science fiction stories where a character could be like loop like looping over on their own time and meeting themselves and the doing this like that this is the tourist yes. but also there's other books um where you go into it and you don't know what to expect but you've got to bring your a game to enjoy it whereas this one brings you into it so slowly that it sets you up and it's sort of like okay we're living in the dystopian world the martians have dropped a bomb or, or dropped a whatever they've done they've blinked out of existence mm. um buenos aires although in this book it's not buenos aires it's sao paulo yeah um and then someone joins joins up to the military to get revenge on them okay yeah like weirdly enough like that as that setup if you think that's what the setup of this novel is you can go into it reading it and that's great but it turns out that's not what the novel is okay and and as you go through like um all of these different things that are set up in the start of the book each one of them is like twisted and then you go actually you thought you were doing this but actually this and then you thought you were doing that but actually this and then the rules that are set up within the book which you know because the character themselves is unstuck in time the character doesn't know what other characters around them know So they're always on the back foot. Normally when you're in a time travel book, the people who are traveling through time they know, know, the they know they more than what's going on around them. Yes. But in this case, because they're traveling through time but not wanting to tell everyone they're traveling through time, yeah. they're actually more in the dark about what's happening. Of course. There's this, there's this whole sequence where they're like, oh, there's a marks on my bed and I'm not sure what they are. And then she comes back and they're like, oh, they're days. I'm keeping track of days, how, much, how many days have gone past. But I can only keep track of how many days have gone past when I'm in my... In my, in my room yeah. and then when I go on a mission and then I come back I don't know if it's consecutive or not and the people 
within the in the military in this dystopian military all their access to media is controlled they don't get any news from the outside there's no clocks no there's clocks but there's no calendars they always say in three days time this is going to happen they're like what date is it and there's a whole of this like what date is it and it's not that she doesn't know what date it is nobody, nobody knows. knows what date it is okay and there's all of these different layers you know layers of, of uh, orders going up and down like you okay. know it goes all the way up to the the ceo of the corporation then all the way down to the squad leader and then you know her and things and all the way back up and at one time they're like she's like oh I've been promoted at some point and I didn't know I'd been promoted so I'm actually in control of you guys and didn't know they're like why are you calling me sir it's like oh yeah you're you're you know you're a sergeant or corporal or whatever it is I can't even remember what it is but all of that kind of stuff so as a reader like as these revelations are coming in it's really impossible for me to have guessed what's going on at the end like I said about the quantum magician I said oh and there was this important thing mentioned at the start and then it was removed from the story again and you're like like, "Ah." like, ah that's probably going to come back important like because it's not being mentioned for all this time that's going to be important later and then it was what I and, and that is a book which kind of rewards me by being, being cl- the clever one yeah being me clever and seeing through this mm. this book was rewarding me for being clever and seeing through different things and at the same time tricking me and twisting and, and other stuff and that's why when you get to the end of the book I'm just like this is great this is really good because it's giving it's working at my level and at a level better than me and at like three levels not below me but like if you've read um, Slaughterhouse-Five and Starship Troopers and The Forever War and you've seen these time travel movies and you've seen these military science fiction movies and you've seen all these other kind of things it's working at that level which like it it, it satisfies you on those levels and it satisfies you on the are you clever enough to go what's going on and I'm like yes I am and it's like yes you're satisfying and then it also on top of that like by the end of the book goes and all these other things and you're like oh shit that, that makes sense that all pays off all these things that have been mentioned all the way through and uh, yeah, it's it's just really it's just really really clever. It's just really really clever in ways that I was not expecting and was super impressed by. And I just it's so annoying that I just wish every new book that I read could just be this good. <laughs> but it can't be. But it, that's why five star books in the science fiction book review podcast. There's only been like eleven or twelve of them. Yeah. Actually, let me just quickly have a look here. It's always so fun to see you like that. Like what? It's like your eyes sparkle and you're like really enthusiastic about an author who treats you like a very intelligent person and even manages to to even to even trick you. I just realized this is something that's that's really interesting here. The first book that I ever gave five stars to was Use of Weapons by Ian M. Banks, which is a a, a which is a a non uh, an unsequenced. What am I trying to say? It's like a book which isn't told in straight time. There's sort of like yeah. a, you know, there's, the, 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 some some chapters are going forward in time, other yes. chapters are going backwards in time, so, and it's military science fiction. Yes. The next book that I gave five stars to was Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse Five. Yes. You know, Flowers of Algernon, The Prestige, Man in the High Castle, uh, Player of Games, The Martian, uh, Inversions again by Ian M. Banks. Um, uh, some story collections: The Sparrow, Nine Fox Gambit, Diaspora, and now this book is the, is the next so five star. So it basically book. shows that you really One, like two, military science fiction with a clever twist, and that treats you as an intelligent reader, and has something on top that you that you're surprised at. Maybe, but there's there's other books as well which aren't that. Like uh, there's some four point nine star books which are just slightly not perfect, which I don't quite want to give five stars to. Yeah. I am Legend, nineteen eighty four, Anathem. And the scar, and then there's others which I gave five stars to, and you didn't, like the prefect, 
and use of weapon. Oh, that's again. And look to you know some some other books which you know are up there, like you know like above four and a half stars. Yeah. There's again. There's like twelve books ever in. Uh, 11 and a bit years worth of reading these books which yeah. I'll give five stars to I didn't give five stars to the prefect no I think maybe you did and I gave them yes. I gave it four and a half stars and you gave it five stars because yeah, 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 yeah. I'd, I'd read it before I have high high uh, yeah it was a really good book um, high anyway, opinion of that what I'm trying to say is that I need a book which will give me like four different levels of enjoyment mm. and not many books can give you four different levels of enjoyment of course and well, here you have the military science fiction, you have some bits of time travel, you have, like, uh, I don't know, unexpected uh, character movements and character yeah. behaviors and this, this kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah. you like complex even, books. We, well, listen, the <laughs> thing is, it's not even that complex. This is the thing, this is the reason why I think this has got a shot of winning the Hugo Award next year, or these award books, because it's really accessible on that level okay. of it. Just, you just go, ah, right. If you just want to think of this as the Forever War, like this, uh, the, like this reviewer did, um, it's the Forever War, oh, what they say here? Yeah, the uh, no Starship Troopers mixed meets yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. The Forever War mixed with this, you know, like yeah. that. Uh, this would make an excellent movie if Edge of Tomorrow didn't already exist. You know, mm. it's that kind of thing. I don't think it's close enough to Edge of Tomorrow because that's a time looping where people learn stuff by yeah. looping through time. This is the opposite. There's no looping through time, but someone is 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 unstuck in time yeah. and they're actually more ignorant than anybody else because of that. Yes. So it's not that you gain. Uh, intelligence and gain cleverness and gain superpowers by yeah. looping through time yeah. like you do in these time looping. It's actually the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know what, like, while I said at the beginning, because it was, you said it was grim and military and science fiction is really not so much my kind of uh, horse. Do you say that? My kind of horse? It's not in your wheelhouse, we could say that? Yes. It's not the horse you want to ride? I don't know what you're saying. Yes. Anyway. Uh, um, but now, I really want to read it. It's a good book. It is a really good book. And there's, like I say, there's so much in this book which I haven't spoiled. Like, that I gave away that it's, it's military science fiction, but that I gave away that there's some time travel elements in it, being unstuck in yeah. time elements, is I, I don't think that's too much. Like, I'm just looking through some other people's reviews here, and most people mention that there's time travel in it. I don't think that's, I don't think that's enough of a spoiler to spoil anyone's enjoyment of it. Like, okay. I didn't know that going in, mm -hmm. but there's been a few books which I go in not knowing, not knowing that it's time travel. Yeah. Um, Okay. Or not knowing that there's going to be time travel in it. Even that's what I'm saying, like, uh, with the, um, with the, uh, uh, the Pleiocene Exile, the, the previous book that I just yeah, read. How, how, it's sort of like, they're going to travel through time, but then actually what the book is, that there's time travel isn't the spoiler. So, like, what's yeah. on the other side is. Um, the, I like, the, there's some other reviews, like, this, uh, the book Smugglers rated it five stars. This was amazing. That's it. Uh, Megan rated it five stars. What the fuck? But in like the best of ways, the best of what the fucks. <laughs> I don't know how to articulate anything about this book. I, I don't know how to articulate anything about this book. It kept me up until 4 a.m. two nights in a row, confused the shit out of me, and was the, one of the most satisfying books I've ever read. I've no idea what happened in this book, but I love it. So many people exploded. Time travel is absolute mindfuck. There's just so much vomiting, but it was legit amazing. The last 10 pages are just holy fuck, just wild. And then they go, okay, here's a full of more articulate co uh, coherent view but this is the experience that I had reading okay. this not knowing that other people had read this book and been just been like so what, what the fuck <laughs> like what the fuck this is this is crazy and awesome and amazing and yeah. I'm confused but it all pays and it's so crazy that it all pays off now there there could be 
I actually read somebody else's review saying, oh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make sense because there's some, you know, there's some time travel stuff and it doesn't address the, t- you know, some paradox or, you know, the, the grandfather paradox about, oh, go, you know, causing yeah. something and that kind of thing. It's sort of like, oh, is it like, is it multiple? De-? And I'm just like, no, you're not reading the book right. Like, that's yeah. not what this book is about. Yes. It, it, like, when you watch Groundhog Day, they, like, why is he looping back through time? How does he loop back through time? Is there, a, you know, they actually wrote a scene that they never filmed where he was like, he's cursed by, so he goes to New Orleans and is cursed, cursed by, by someone him. like that. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, we, we put that in the script just so, you know, we got the funding because the producers were like it. But we never shot it. It was never intended to be in the movie. Mm. Because Groundhog Day isn't about, about, like, how yeah. it works. You know, it isn't about why it's happening. No, it's I about... mean, it, 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 it reveals why it's happening, but it never says why it works. It's sort yes. of like, this is what it is. Yeah. And this book does address all of those things in the, within the story. But if you don't, like, if you go into this book not wanting, like, being, oh, no, we have to have a rigorous this. But, like, The Man in the High Castle, people are, like, reading a book and then traveling to alternate timelines and stuff yeah. like that. Like, the, like ins- the, the book inside the book is, like, our universe, like, the alternative yes. universe of the alternative universe is our universe. And someone comes in and he travels to San Francisco in our world in the 1960s. Like, everything's different. What's going on here? And he's like, no, he's come to our... And, like, it's not explained. It doesn't need to... Be, like, no, it's not, it just- doesn't need to be explained because it's not about that. Yeah. I mean, it is c- about the outcome. It's about yeah. what people experience. Yeah. More than it is about the thing itself. So even the the criticism that I read of other people who weren't giving it five stars, yeah. normally I'd be like, oh yeah, there's some writing issues here or there's some this. But what this book is trying to be, it's perfect at what that book is trying to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what I would change about this book to make it better in any other, in, in any way. That's why, to be honest, that's why um, 1984 only gets 4.9 stars, not f- 5 stars. Yeah. It's because there's a section where someone just sits down and sort of like, and now I'm going to read this um, essay about how the world is. And he just sits down and starts reading it. And then as, a, as a, we read it, you know, then I'm like, no, but that's not <laughs> like, I don't want just sit, someone to sit down and read some political history. Yeah. We want to see the people experiencing, yeah, or whatever. I'm or, just saying, but or just being in the world that is just set up yeah. now. We like if if anyone asks about my life, I'm not starting to explain how Germany was set up to be Berlin as, as the capital. This yeah. is not how I would. You, you wouldn't start would, off like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, say anyone's like. I would yeah. just. I would just uh, explain the, the yeah. thing that happened to me. Yeah, you were born in. You exactly. were born in East Germany, and it's a country that doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. It's a much it's better way of doing it rather than sitting down and reading a political history of West Germany yeah. and East Germany. Yeah. Anyway, all I'm saying is that in this book, there are some things which while I was reading them, was like, oh, this bit's taking a bit long, or well, a bit of a lull in the action, you know. But it's breakneck that as I was thinking that, suddenly something would go on, and yeah. that would explain why something is just taking a long time. Yeah. Like, you know, there's this whole part where I'm like, oh, this is, this is a bit weird, because there's so many of these marks on my bed, and I was like, but she's only, there's like hundreds of marks on the bed that she's, you know, so she knows that in the future she's going to experience all this time, but we're not far enough into it, and it feels like we're lulling the action, and then it's sort of like, blah, 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 and, and it just skips forward, and you're like, oh, great, no, she doesn't, we don't have to go through all that, this is, this is a book, we don't have to, it, it's not someone's diary that we have to read yes. everyone's day, we can just go forward, we yeah. picked up the best times, or the most important things from those. Yeah, so anyway, uh, I'm not sure what else I want to say about this, because it's a book which is a reading experience, and I've kind of tried to convey my my experience of reading the book trying to say as little about actually what happens as possible yes. except to give a flavor of that i think um, it did because because it makes it more appealing yeah now yeah to me it does <laughs> there's a character called deets who's a woman 
and it's a military science fiction, there's time travel. I don't know what else, oh, and it's gory, you know, there's some gore and it's pretty grim, um, but it all pays off, it all pays off. Well, that's good to know. Um, so I would definitely suggest anyone, I'd, again, a five-star book is a read it and read it twice recommendation. Yes. And there's very few books that have got that, like... It's really good. It's about one per year, a one per year book where I, I'll give something a five-star a five-star thing as well. And it was really funny because uh, just a few weeks or even a month ago or something, you were saying like, oh, can't find a book to read. Mm, I really want, uh, can I not just get another five-star book? I really want to read something good. Yeah, but five Do you remember star that? What's that? Do you remember that you were when? looking for a like, really good book, like yes, where you did, really, yeah, thoroughly I was, enjoy yourself? Yeah, because I didn't know, I didn't know that this was going to be this good. I thought if this is if this is as good as the Stars Are Legion, or slightly better, yeah. I'll be happy. Yeah. And I went into this book going, oh, this is really good. It's probably going to be better than the Stars Are Legion. But I didn't realize what that I was going to be blown. I didn't realize I was going to be blown away by this book. Okay. And this has happened to me before. Actually, let me just have a quick look at some of these uh, uh, these episodes. Oh. I've messed up the list. Let me just refresh it. Um, so uh, yeah, so recently there's been a few there's been a few books which I've gone into knowing that they're going to be pretty good, you know. Um, but there's other books which I go in and just don't know very much. China Mountain Zhang, you know, I've heard it was a good book and I went into it not knowing what to expect really and yeah. blew me away, you know. And but other books which I go into knowing it's going to be good and it's going to be a book for me, like Red Mars or like say uh, what's a, what's another book? Oh yeah, Peter Watts Freeze Frame Revolution. I know that like this is Peter Watts. So it's it's that's writing at my level. I know yeah. what's going to be happening here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a few books which you go into knowing that you're going to get a good book. And there's other books which you go and just not knowing what's going to happen. Especially of if you've course. read something by the author before and you're going to give it three stars, you're like, eh, a three star, a give three another, star author. Give it another go. Whereas other authors that you go into and you've given all their books four stars, you know, you actually know that you're probably going to get a four, four star book. Yeah, it's kind of like then you know the writing of that author obviously is yeah. in line with your, with your level of reading and understanding. And yeah. Expectation. I, I just realized actually the previous books where this happened to me, one of them was actually a, a Nine Fox Gambit mm. when I went into that not knowing what to expect and then being blown away. Another one was Ada Palmer's Two Like the Lightning, uh, which, which you, I, you, didn't, you didn't get that at all. But oh. I went into that and I was like, oh shit, this, I didn't know that I needed a book this, this silly or this crazy, but this is, the, this is the book for me, you know, that's actually okay. a book for me. Whereas, well. But then as the series continued, the first two books were really great. The third book, I, I, I was a bit disappointed reading it. But maybe if I'd have gone straight on and read the fourth book afterwards, I would, yeah. have, I would have liked it. But yeah, uh, what other books? What are the high, um, books that I, I didn't know I was going to like so much? Um, I guess I just got to read. I just realized that Keith Roberts' Pavan or Pavana or whatever yeah. it is. I gave that. I really rated that quite highly, and yes. you and you didn't. But um, but that has a different background. Yeah, totally different it background. Have totally the, the the religious understanding of things and history and yeah. like British history and British religious history. And these are kind of the things that you just have to have to get an understanding of this. Yeah. I, I, I of course I don't. I just don't have it. Yeah, but also like the sparrow that had been like the sparrow and Pavana and all these other ones have been have been held up. The as, sparrow. Sh should I read that? Yes, definitely. Okay. Have you not read it? No. Okay, another five star book. Okay. Um, no, the sparrow is is amazing. But there's these books which have been held up as great books, like China Mountain Zhang and Pavana and the Sparrow, which I get round to reading, and then there's suddenly like four and a half five star books, and I'm like, oh, I could have got to these ages ago. So that's what I'm like. Like, but 
But I don't just want to read classics which actually are amazing and have stood the test of time. Yes. It's really great to read a book that came out two weeks ago or three weeks ago and, and it to be as good as those books yeah. and, and as meaningful to me as those books. And I think that's what happened actually when we read The Martian. It was mm. a, a recent book and we listened to it an, as, as an audio book together yeah. on yeah. a long car journey or yeah. two long car journeys. And it was like one of those perfect things that came together. It was like, yeah. oh, actually what I really want at the moment is someone <laughs> working out how much light is hitting a solar panel and, and how to root that into a battery yeah. and how to save that up and then grow some potatoes. It's Think, like, I uh, didn't know that's what the book I needed. Botanist, yeah. uh, becoming an engineer and all this. It's, yeah. it's, it was perfect. It was for really one, good. For, I mean, it's not a five-star book. It's like The Martian is a, is a good book. It's yeah. not a classic like some of these other books that are given no, five stars to. No, but for us to. in that situation, it yeah. really was. And the way it was, it was it narrated, hit us at the right time. that was definitely part of it. And the, the language that was used was also definitely part of it. I realize Neil Stevenson's Anathem is one of those books where I went in not knowing what to get. And and it's like three novels worth of novel in there. It's such well, a massive book. Well, his novels are always, always three, big, big, three novels. In, big and chunky, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so maybe I just need to find some other books that which have been held up as classics, like Like a Flowers for Algernon, Like yeah. a Dune, but that I just haven't got around to reading it. And I'm sure there's still those books out there, which yeah. I'm like, oh, this classic of science fiction. And But I've, I, I but feel also, like I've read think, most of those yes, now. Yes, but also you need, you need the other the other spectrum experiences to appreciate this yeah like you need to also read books that you think like mm, yeah okay well that didn't do it for me so you then actually crave for something very very good and then you can appreciate it well why do i want to spend 20 hours reading a book which isn't which isn't for me when i can spend 10 hours reading a book I which know. just hits me so perfectly like this book did i know but i think it is necessary that you also read just average like yeah good nothing wrong with this just Fine. Yeah, a perfectly fine three to three to yeah. three and a half star book. Definitely, I it's know. like one of those. This is what I'm currently reading the Maisie Dobbs books. Yeah, it's just yeah, again, you a know. pleasant reading experience. Yeah. With, with I know the character, I know the the setting, I know the the whole like it, it's like well, murder well, mystery well, thing kind of thing. Well, but it, it's nice. It's I'm just enjoying reading, spending my time reading something. But, that I know I'm gonna enjoy. But that's why I go back and read some like this Ian M. Banks book, and although I didn't actually enjoy that one so much because it wasn't a culture book, it was against that background. Yeah. And there's some other books. Uh, yeah, there's there's a, seems to be some themes coming up here when I like yeah. a book which starts off and I don't know if it's going to be like a de against a dark background and Revenger. Uh, uh, as I said, they're both books about um, well, you didn't hit. I didn't do the review of Revenger with you, but it was like against a dark background. How it's sort of like it's set in the future and you're collecting antiquities and you're. Um, and the precursor technology in a world which is contained but has lasted thousands of years yeah. and there's two sisters one of them is imprisoned and the other one has to go and get her out and you're like which book are you describing no I'm describing both Against a Dark Background and oh, really? Revenger I mean yeah. they're different but very different books but like the setup was so similar I'm like wow this is it and then there's these like surprisingly um, surprise time travel in the book that's happened a few times in recent books you know okay um, and that's obviously uh, yeah, a yeah. fad Maybe yeah, a writing fad. Maybe like unexpected surprise, time, accidental time travel. <laughs> um, although there is a book called The Accidental Accidental Time Machine, uh, which I read. Uh, yeah, and then there's a book like Ro Rosewater by Tade Thompson, which you read yeah. as well. And we both were like, "Hey, Fun. that's good," but it ha that had too many first novel issues. Yes. Whereas this book, 
The Light Brigade by Cameron Hurley doesn't have those first novel issues because she's already I've already got those first novel issues out of in the first novel in the first novel, and there's very few books which is a, a first novel like a, a a Nine Fox Gambit which has everything I want and is also a first, someone's first right novel and hits right on the target and hits yeah. it, it hits the target. I mean, it does mm. happen sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's all I want to say about this. I just want to yeah, yeah, it's good. Just it's just really good, and um, I think that's a, a good way to go. Yeah. Five stars. It says here, a is worthy it? successor to classic stories like Down Below Station, Starship Troopers, the For- and The Forever War. Now, I understand The Forever War, and I understand Starship Troopers, but I've just recently read Down Below Station, and it I don't see what the connection there is. Where's the connection between this book and Down Below Station? Aliens? No, because there's no aliens in this book. Down Below Station, Company Wars number one... Mm. Did you read that one as well? Parts of yeah, it. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't get through that one. No, I don't think. but yeah, it's it's just it, it sounded quite different. It just different. wasn't the book that I wanted. Maybe that, it's just that, a corporation yeah, part. Of yeah, that. maybe that things are owned, but yeah, it's just got nothing to do. I mean, Down Below Station did win a Hugo Award, as did Starship Troopers and the Forever War. So, like, sure, it's as good as those books, but I don't like it. Relies on Starship Troopers and the Forever War and. Um, Slaughterhouse Five and some of these other books existing to be this good because you kind of got to go into it with that. Okay. Um, I don't know what about Down Below Station I have to have in mind going into this book for this book to be better than it would be if you didn't have had not read Down oh. Below Station. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, the thing is, after reading this book, I don't think I need to read the Starship Troopers or Forever War again. Like this book kind of supplants that. Yes. Not in. I mean, it, it's not the same story, but it, it's sort of like. Like, if I read Starship Troopers or The Forever War again, this is the book now that would be stuck in my mind. I'd be comparing those books too. Yeah, and then you will notice that these other books actually don't stand up in a way... Maybe. Because they mainly have this one theme that yeah. you now that you it's, it's, yeah, like it's but, the essence is taken from this and yeah but that's the thing like once a book is done or once a story is told in some way like it, bring it back to Groundhog Day once you've had one time looping story about somebody becoming a better person yeah. as they do it from then on when you do a time looping story there has to be other stuff so Edge of Tomorrow mm. is like okay it's Groundhog Day meets Alien Invasion slash you know uh, Saving Private Ryan Beach mm. Invasion you yeah. know that kind of stuff yeah. and then there's one that's called Happy Death Day where it's sort of like okay we're doing time looping but at the end of every day someone murders you and you've got to work out who's murdering you at the yeah. end of every day I've not seen yeah. that movie but you know all of these different TV shows and movies which uh, okay now we're going to do a time loop but it can't just be the, the original you know because Groundhog they did that in a way which you can't just do that story again yes. you've got to do time looping like okay now we're going to do time looping Something. over a longer time yeah. so someone lives the whole life again and then we've got the you know the first 14 lives of Harry August you know and yeah. then we've got this other time you know yeah. there has to be other things going in there yeah. and then it becomes about the time looping it becomes about the aliens it becomes its it, own it, thing it becomes another thing yeah. and this book is not that I mean it's not Groundhog Day because there isn't time looping in this book yes. but it is unstuck in time so a story can be told out of sequence but the person doesn't know where they are in the sequence but also it's not told out of sequence in the way that you know in like get, um, get weapons uh, uh, yeah uh, no you don't know th- there's not a structure to the sequence yeah. so there's it's a- not like the telling of the book itself is out of order no it's, no it's 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 told it's, it's in, told the, in order the order of, it, of the person of the, experiencing, yeah, experiencing it. it so it is so i just thought of 
another one, Memento, where somebody loses their memories and, yeah. the, and the main story is actually told backwards in time. So you see what happens at the end and then you see what happened before that leading up to it. Then you see what happened before that leading up to that. Mm. Then you see what happened before that leading up to that. There's a little bit of that in this book where you're mm. like, oh, she's in a situation. Ha- like what happened before then to get them into that situation? Mm. Yes. And then you get that scene that, that she hasn't experienced yet. Pl- like, you yeah, see yeah. that afterward, you know. So there's actually a bit of memento in this as well, okay. in that she's like, "Oh, I've got to leave a, a message to my previous self, and I'm yeah. going to do it through this way." You know, there's a little bit of that going on. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah, a bit of memento. But yeah, all of these different things, you can't just have a story like, "Oh, this is now about time travel." It's like, yeah, but we've done time travel, so it's time travel yes. and what? Yes, and of course, it's, it's military science fiction and, and what? Yeah, it's you know, people dropping down and fighting aliens. And what, you know? Okay. And when you go back to them, it's sort of like, oh, no, this is just a time travel story. You're like, yeah, but it's time travel and what? And they're like, no, no, just time travel. And you're like, hmm, mm. no, I need a bit more. I need, like, the, the tourist or I need, yeah. you know, this book or I need lots of these other books, which I really, really get into. Um, it's that and what. And this this didn't leave me any and what situation. Okay. It was like, it's this. Oh, and that, and that, and that, and that, and that. And then at the end, like, eight more things. And I'm just yeah. like, my mind's all... Like, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. I, didn't, I never saw... And that's the thing. When there's a twist, which happens, and you just go, oh, I, no, that's amazing. That twist is amazing. And it has been there that whole time. And you caught me out. Even though I saw these four other twists, I didn't see this one, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And that payoff in a book is so good that yeah. somebody can be that much cleverer than me. Yeah. You feel uh, rewarded. It's so rewarding yeah. to be made to be feel stupid where something was looking you in the face. It was, like all the way through the book it's like this is what's going to happen this is what you have to know this is what's going to have to think about you'd, you'd keep telling yourself this yes. your future self is keep telling you this and you're reading it just going yeah 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 and then it hits you and you're like no you told me for like three three quarters of this book that your future self is telling you Don't this say no, no, but again you're not clever enough to work this out oh, you even see. me what I'm saying now isn't, isn't enough of a hint for okay. anyone to work out what I've just said here okay anyway um, no it, I really that, want to read it you should read it. Anyway, we've been talking 55 minutes about this book. It's good. So uh, let's let's wrap it up here. I was going to look at other reviews, but uh, this book has got a 4.0 average among friends of mine on Goodreads. That's good. 4.35 average rating across all of uh, Goodreads, mm. which is a really good, really, high. really, really How high many people rating. have read it so far? Uh, 575 ratings yeah, and so 120 that, reviews so it's a pretty new book it's new yeah and it might be fans of the author reading it but uh, yeah a few people gave it like 3 stars and 2 stars and I'm really surprised about that but uh, when I looked at some of these it sort of like niggles about time travel mechanics and yeah. I'm like stop it don't you can't give this book 3 stars because of that anyway 5 star <laughs> book for me it doesn't happen very often um, but this is cool. this is one of them um, yes uh Zivan rated it four stars. I'm also a bit puzzled uh, as to why the ability to transport people and material at the speed of light is used mostly on Earth. On Earth, why aren't these cops in a race to colonize the galaxy? And I think it's one of those things that I think you have to have, like, it's, it's a proximity kind of thing. Mm. You know, it's, that's, that's one of the things that people don't like about the Starship transporters, where if you can, if you can transport yourself from a ship to a planet, why not between Wait. planets? And why not between galaxies? Mm. And why not from here all the way there? And you know, yeah. some of the movies broke that a bit, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, got to put that 
gal- that, that world breaking but I think thing if you, back if in, you are like, in the box. If you think it like uh, in a way of, okay, they got this technology just about when a, st- uh, a war was uh, about yeah. to start. It's not what people do then thinking about, oh, just ignore the war. Let's just colonize ah, actually, priorities. Now I think about that. There is actually a line in this book saying, hey, the future isn't Mars. We should stop worrying about Mars. We're going off to the asteroids and to yeah. Jupiter. And actually, there is actually a line in this book. So I don't know what Zivin's talking yeah, but, about. But it, also, that's actually even covered in the book. And also, we are only seeing the tiny... Yes, we're only seeing this one narrow exactly. experience not, of one person not who doesn't even know whole, what day of the week it is. Exactly. We're not seeing the whole world this is playing in. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, five stars. Follow me on... Oh, become my friend on Goodreads and I can see what books you want me to read. Another thing that I can do is uh, if you go onto the uh, Books I Would Like to See Reviewed thread on the SFBRP listener group on yes. Goodreads, some people said His Master's Voice by Stan- Stanislav Lem. Yes, uh, I, I got that too. Yeah, uh, uh, I've actually downloaded that as an audiobook. Okay. And I put it on the last two nights. Yeah. And I've fallen asleep before the pre-prologue introduction thing. But also, you juggled for three hours almost yesterday. I know, yesterday. I'm trying to break a world so, record. I mean... With an eye to the upcoming Eurovision Song Contest, you may want to check out Space Opera, oh. which is a, a book about people from Earth going to a, a, a Eurovision Song Contest song competition where I'm not sure what the prize is, but the blurb said that, you know, the fate of the world. So it's all like if you lose or something, you can <laughs> the world's going to be destroyed if you're not good enough that for singing. That sounds funny. Anyway, so that has actually been in my to-read list for a while, but I've added it to my okay. um, wish list on Audible and might get might check out a, a comedy a comedy space opera book. Let's have a quick, funny. Quick, quick look on this one. What does it say here? Uh, by Catherine M. Valente. In space, everyone can hear you sing. <laughs> Which is funny because Katarina Valente was a, uh, a singer in the 70s, I think. Really? And she did um, European Song Contest. Oh. Really? Yeah. She, nah, it might be a, a, a different one. It says she, she, she graduated high school in 15 in San Diego... Okay, so that's a joke. So that's a, a, a the, obviously the a pseudonym. Author, yes, a pseudonym the author name author. is a is a is a twist on uh, Caterina Valenta. This is Caterina M. Valenta. Yes, and uh, that's that's funny because she's actually got a lot of a uh, lot of uh, books here as well. So maybe she's always had um, she's always had a Eurovision Song Contest in her life being named. Well, she after. didn't win the the song contest. I, I was I was wrong about this, but in which year? She didn't. As I was no, saying. no. But what year didn't she win? I don't know. Uh, I'm well, just she's, one... a, she's a singer. Okay. And, um, and... Yes, but what year was she? Is Catherine M. Valenta named after Catherine Valenta? That's what I'm asking. Like, pretty sure. Because Catherine M. Valenta was born in 1979. So, did Catherine Valenta was she a famous singer before 1979? Yes. Okay, so this could. She be... was born in 1931. Okay, so that's the point. Is that I don't know Catherine Valenta. Okay, yes. so Catherine M. Valenta obviously has the M in her name to distinguish her from that, but she obviously has grown up with Eurovision Song Contest in her life being compared to the other Catherine M. Valenta. But it also doesn't mean that that person is actually a woman, the Who? author, because that name really is not the author's name. She, okay, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Catherine M. Valenta's real name is that. It doesn't say that it's a pseudonym for oh, anything okay. on Goodreads. Well, it, it Normally sounds, it will it do. It sounds very, uh, very made up. She was born... Oh, yeah, she was born Bethany Thomas. Uh, so, yes. 
So anyway, I'm just saying okay. that to that to <laughs> take that name is obviously that all of her previous novels have been. Anyway, why are we talking about this book? We should just I don't know. we'll talk I, about this when I do the view of the Eurovision Song Contest in space if I ever get around to it. Yes. That was published last year, so I did see it when I, I saw it drift past when it came out in in Goodreads last year. Yes, but. Uh, now and it's been in my to read list since then but now someone has recommended it to me so i'll I'll get to it at some point anyway let's get to uh the end no that's it follow me on twitter i'm at luke burge you can also follow me on youtube and see me trying to break the four ball juggling world record which i've tried twice which is stupid and i managed to get within three minutes of the world record which, which doesn't sound even more stupid. which sounds like a long time but when the record is four uh, four hours no three, no, three. No. Two hours, two hours and, and 46, 46 minutes. minutes and if you drop it two hours and 43. 43, 43 minutes you feel really stupid but I got cramp in my arm and it turns out juggling when your elbow is cramped up is really tricky anyway so you can follow me on YouTube if you want to see that I'll be live streaming that next week again uh, that's it for me thanks a lot for listening and I'll catch you next time goodbye